Hi again, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Ferment Sports Weekly. Your look inside the athletic department here at Furman University. I am your host, Dan Scott, the voice of the Paladins. And we are delighted to have you with us for another edition of our podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 19. And today we're going to be talking men's golf here at Furman in just a moment with second-year head coach Matt Davidson. At the top, though, I always remind you that we would love to hear from you if you have any suggestions of interviews you'd like for us to do, people you'd like us to talk with, questions, comments, even criticisms. We're wide open for you. Dan.scott at Furman.edu. Dan.scott at Furman.edu. As I said just a moment ago, our guest today on this week's edition of Furman Sports Weekly is Matt Davidson. He is the men's golf coach here at Furman, and uh, they will be uh, well kicking off the uh, spring portion of their schedule here in the not-too-distant future. Matt, welcome to Furman Sports Weekly. How you doing? Pretty good. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. You know, have you had a chance to kind of catch your breath? Because, you know, you and I talked shortly after you got promoted to the head coaching job. You came here uh, off of off of your professional career to be an assistant. Next thing you know, in just a few months, you're the head coach. And, and off you go last season, the 2018-2019 season. Uh, was all that kind of a whirlwind for you? It was, yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously, there's a, there's a learning curve when you when you switch professions and start something new. Even though it was obviously, you know, golf related, and I use a lot of what I learned when I was playing professionally. Um, coaching's different than playing, so there's a learning curve. And then, and then the, the recruiting, I really had to, you know, recruit a whole class there in a in a in a, in a uh, condensed time period. So I had to get going on that in a, in a, in a hurry. And I recruited really hard there through the summer um, when I first got the head coaching job. And, and now I feel like I'm back on, on pace for my recruiting cycles. And then obviously, um, you know, learning a lot about, you know, coaching the different, you know, different players, you have 11 different styles of players rather than just worrying about myself. So it's been, it's been a, uh, it's been a, great couple years and it's it's i'm definitely feel like i'm more on top of it now for sure it's uh, things things have for lack of a better term slowed down a little bit for you yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i feel like i've, I've i'm definitely um i've definitely found my rhythm and and i'm um, you know definitely uh shorten that learning curve sure uh have you fully fully mentally transitioned from hey my playing career is done and now this is it this is what i'm going to do i'm going to be a coach from now on yeah, I have. I really have. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to find, you know, some competitive golf avenue, you know, where I can, I can play a little bit, but I'm definitely, uh, you know, I've, I've fully accepted the fact that my days of, uh, of playing on, on tour or even on the, on the corn ferry tour, um, it just got so competitive. And, and honestly, I, you know, it's, it's a sport where you can play into your forties, but you know, I'm 38 right now and it definitely gets a lot harder to compete um, when you get up in, into my age or older. So I think I'm, uh, I'm definitely done going full-time and, and full-time into coaching. Do you look at this as an opportunity now that, that you can give back to the game a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's been the, that's been the most, most enjoyable part of the job is helping out, helping out the guys in the team, um, helping out, you know, not just in golf, but, but in life and school, you know, it's, it's an age where you can make a, make an influence on somebody 
for sure 18 to 21 years old um trying to get them get them ready to be successful when they get out of Furman and whatever they're gonna do so that's been that's been a fun part of it and then going to the tournaments and and uh competing and coaching you know in the tournaments that's that's a lot of fun too i mean it's it's obviously not you're not the one playing so it's a little it's a little different it might be more nerve-wracking sometimes but um it's definitely you still get the competitive juices flowing and it's it's a lot of fun to be out there you know with the guys coaching them in during tournaments yeah, and and correct me if i'm wrong but w- w- once the once the play actually starts from a tournament standpoint you're you're almost more more of a consultant than you are a coach right because they're pretty much on their own well no we we're, we're we're out there so you got you get you get two uh coaches that can help during the during the rounds okay. and it's your, you know your head coach and your assistant coach um and I would compare it most uh, in in turn, you know, during the actual round to a caddy for sure. Um, you know, helping out with shot selections. You know, a lot of times we'll we'll position ourselves at critical spots in the course. You know, maybe a tough par five with water. Maybe a, maybe a you know par threes are nice places to be because they're you know usually the, the harder holes and everybody's in from the same place. You can you can gather a lot of information and kind of pass it down to the the guys coming through while they're playing so it's more like a caddy while you're playing and then obviously you know with the tournament preparation the practice then you're then you're really coaching but yeah yeah and, and you kind of went down where where i was going to go with with the, i guess part b to that question is 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 how do you decide who to follow or or where to set up i mean if, if you've got a, a keller harper do you have to give him a, a whole lot of help or are you focusing more yeah. on, on other players how, how do you make those decisions yeah, sure. So uh, I think every coach does it a little differently. Um, you know, I, I, during the during the start of the seasons, fall season especially, but the spring too, I end up walking with different guys for you know nine hole stretches, maybe even eighteen holes. Um, uh, I, I do start to you know the freshmen starting out, guys that don't have a ton of experience. You definitely want to walk with them early on, and then as we get later on in the in the season, um, I do tend to sort of position myself and my assistant coach. At, at different points in the course, like where we deem we're going to be able to pick up the most strokes, you know, by having a coach there, by being able to help guys through shots. So a lot of times it's, um, it could be second shots on par fives. It could be um, really tough par threes a lot of the time, but we try to go to where we are going to help guys. But so it's, it's, uh, it's a little mixture of both what I'd say. We, we, we walk with guys and try to, you know, obviously, help them out as much as we can during the round, but also learn what they need to work on, you know, after the tournament at the beginning of the year. And then we start to just kind of position ourselves throughout the course towards the end of the year. Matt Davidson joining us on this week's edition of Furman Sports Weekly. He is the uh, men's golf coach here at Furman. Uh, tell me uh, about the fall. How did uh, how the fall shake out for you? Yeah, it was it was a really it was a really good fall, Dan. I, I would say that it was um it was up and down, and then that I think we played two great tournaments. We came in third place at NC State's event, um, which was a really nice result for us. And then we came in sixth place at East Tennessee State's event, which had seven top 50 teams in the field at the time. Um, so for us, that was a great, great tournament as well. And then we had, you know, we, we had kind of a kind of we struggled to end the year, and uh, we had a tournament in Kiowa, our final tournament of the fall that we. Um, we we had a rough rough go and we tried to try to learn from it and and you know have it be some motivation in the off season because it wasn't the way we wanted to end the fall. So I'd say we um it was in, in that regard it was a little up and down just because that last tournament. But um the uh, we had a couple great events for sure. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about the the, the makeup of this roster. And uh, you've got the two-time Southern Conference Player of the Year. We referenced him a moment ago in Keller Harper, top of things. What what does it do for you to have a guy with that kind of experience and that kind of success kind of at the top of, of your rotation? Yeah, it's 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 enormous. Uh, I think, you know, obviously any coach would, would agree to have, you know, one or a couple guys at the top of your lineup that you, you know are always going to be, you know, in the lineup and know are always going to be, um, you know, solid. You know, if they play well, they'll finish in the top 10 of the event. Sort of players is is huge because golf is um it's definitely a, a sport where where you're not always gonna have you know certainly not all five guys but even even three or four guys firing on all cylinders on a given week um it's a tough sport you know it's it's hard to be really consistent so to so have a couple guys in there um and Keller especially obviously what he's done the last two and a half years now is uh, it's enormous to have that consistency. Do you find yourself? for lack of a better term, leaning on him at all when, when it comes to, uh, I don't know, decision-making, when it comes to maybe getting things communicated to some of the other players, uh, or, or, or you just kind of saying, okay, go do your thing. Yeah, no, he, he, he's our captain, and he was last year, and he is this year. So um, he's definitely a leader on and off the course. But we have, we have three seniors who, um, who, who've done a great job by leading, leading by example, Stephen Reynolds and Matt Lehman. And then Keller, they're all seniors. I couldn't, you can't ask for a better kind of hardworking guys that do it the right way. And and um, I think it's important to have have those guys at the, uh, you know, the the upperclassmen that, that that work hard and do it the right way because the younger guys definitely look up to them. I was just kind of scrolling through your roster here. You you seem to to be a little on the young side when when you you start yeah, start totaling up. Uh, players, your underclassmen. I'm looking at what four freshmen and two sophomores. Yeah, actually, uh, Jack Crosby's a redshirt sophomore as well. So, so we have we've we have um, we have four freshmen and four four sophomores and three seniors. So very young, and that's um, I think that that probably you know for most of the fall we had we had three two or three freshmen in the lineup out of the five. Um, and Reynolds Lambert, Ross Funderburk, Walker Crosby um, was also in there. Uh, Sam Lape, who's who's a freshman, has been has been knocking on the door, getting in the lineup as well. So, so uh, young and, and talented, and which is probably probably uh, part of the reason why the why the good results have been so good. And then and then the consistency is just gotta you gotta be patient, just wait for it because it's not a not an easy sport, especially when you transition to the collegiate level from high school. And any coach in any sport will tell you that the better depth you have, the better competition you're going to have for starting spots, and that's only going to make the, the end product better. And it sounds like that's something you're building here. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, the, the qualifiers is, you know, is what, what we call it in college golf to get into the lineup. It's only five. You know, we have 11 guys on a team and only, only five playing the starting lineup. Um, are incredibly competitive, and, and that's if, if you're going to build a build a strong program, and, and what we're trying to build here, um, you're going to have you know awfully good players that are still battling just to get in the lineup. I mean, that's just just the way it is in college golf. Um, so we, we you know we try to do do fair qualifiers, give everybody a chance, um, and they're they're awfully competitive for sure. Continuing our visit, <clears throat> excuse me, with Matt Davidson on this week's edition of of Furman Sports Weekly. And uh, talking men's golf here this week. Um, when, when you uh, 
when when you put those qualifiers <clears throat> together, um, how, how does that process work? Just for for our fans who are listening, how how, how does yeah. is it just just head to head competition, or what do you do? It's it's just like a stroke play tournament. You know, if we have enough time, you know, we'll play sometimes as as many as six rounds, which is what we're doing right now, leading up to our first tournament because we have we have a lot of time to go ahead and do that. Um, here in, in February, and then once you get once the season gets gets going, sometimes you have you have time for two rounds of qualifying. Um, and usually, I you know myself and my assistant coach will determine if if you know somebody's in the lineup and it's been playing really well. You know they might be exempt, so maybe we'll have you know three spots available or, or things like that. But um, it's it's just like the guys you know they're pretty much playing an inter squad stroke play golf tournament. When it comes to recruiting, you know, obviously there are some things across the board at Furman that are consistent regardless of sport, and we're talking about uh, you know, mostly academics. There's a high academic standard here. We know that. Beyond, beyond that and, and, and significant golf talent, uh, what, what are you looking for when, when you go out to, to, to bring players into this program, and, and how far are you looking? I mean, are you recruiting – nationally are you are you keeping it to a specific region i mean i can read up and down the roster and see where your players yeah. are from but i'd like for you to kind of explain what your philosophy is yeah absolutely so so the academics and the golf town that's that's a good place to start yeah right I'm, I'm i'm the captain obvious there i know I, yeah I understand. yeah that's that's pretty much where we're, where we're starting <laughs> uh and then and then also obviously that the character you know hard work hard worker, somebody that's going to keep improving. We're not necessarily always going to be able to recruit, you know, a top 50 in the nation um, type of player as far as the results when they're in high school. Um, so we definitely want guys that that have, you know, have the ability to post the scores and the results, but then also have some room to grow and are hard workers. So they're going to keep improving. And then the academics, just because, you know, obviously the admission standards are so high here, but also you want them to be able to balance the golf and the and the and their school work successfully when they get here so that's the probably the first thing we look at is, is academics um as far as the region i mean anywhere uh, i'm definitely looking all the way we have a player coming in next year who's who's from england he's been going to school at the baylor school in chattanooga um so he's um he has gone to school here the last two years but he's from england and then you know one guy from atlanta one from birmingham um starts fall and then you can see where the guys on our roster right now are, are mostly Southeast um, and Virginia, but we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, um, we'll, we'll take, you know, anywhere where they've, they've got the grades and, and the, uh, the character and the golf ability for sure. So, so how difficult is it? And, and I find this fascinating really in, in a multitude of sports, but from a golf standpoint, how difficult is it to look at someone who's playing golf at the high school level and to try to project what they could possibly become two, three, four years later at the collegiate level. You, you talk about getting getting yeah, young men sure. in and and developing them. How difficult a process is it to try and project what you think they can be? Yeah, it's 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 not easy for sure. You, you know, you got to look at as far as when you're when you're talking about what their ceiling is uh, things like you know speed, athletic ability, you know club head speed, fundamentals. Um, I think the the part with golf that makes it you know, definitely hard as you, as you do, there is a, a significant mental aspect to the sport. Um, confidence, you know, the course management, there's, there's things that are, you know, there's a lot of intangibles that, um, you have to try as best you can to, to talk to their instructors, their, their coaches, things like that, you know, people that know them 
you, you try to you know you try to turn into a detective and just figure out as much as you can about about um about their character and their their mind as well um and then the, the physical side of it you know for me having i think is where i kind of have an advantage just having played at a high level for so long and worked with a lot of great instructors where i can kind of you know, i definitely try to determine whether they have the, the physical tools to you know to keep to keep improving and reach kind of a you know, an all-conference level sort of thing, and 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 the physical tools obviously are are most important because you 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 can be the 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 best uh, from a mental standpoint in the world. If but if you if you can't strike the ball, that's not right. going to matter. But but having said that, the 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 mental aspect of the game I know is is just about and in some in some aspects. Maybe even more important. I go back to, to Tiger Woods when he came onto the scene and was dominating people. Yeah, he was a physical specimen, hitting the ball harder and further, and all of those things. But the thing that set him apart was he was just mentally tougher than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 golf is a sport. I'm you know once you get to a high level, which Division One college golf that we're we're at, I, I consider this an awfully high level. Um, it, it's equal parts mental and physical. So, and so a lot of this is confidence, um, and, you know, knowing, knowing where you have to improve, knowing, you know, what you have to work on practicing the right way. And those are things that I can, I can help the guys with. Um, but sometimes that just that inner confidence and belief is something that, um, it seems like some people already have when they, when they get here and it's hard to, hard to develop that side of it as much. Um, and that's a huge part of golf. Yeah, st- standing over that seven-foot putt with a with a championship on the line is going to separate a lot of people. Oh my goodness! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, there's uh, there's a lot of pressure involved in, in competitive golf, and uh, you, you having a there's I'm never gonna uh, you know fault a guy for having too much confidence because the more confidence, the better in this sport, for sure. All right, so let's talk about as we get into wrap-up mode here, uh, the, the the spring season which begins. Yeah. Uh, on February the uh, 24th down in Hilton Head at the, the Wexford in- Intercollegiate, the Wexford Plantation. Uh, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five events, uh, including the Furman Intercollegiate here at home before you get to the SOCON Championship. Yep. What, 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 um, what, what kind of fields are we going to see in these things? Yeah, so um, all, all good fields, I'd say. I'd say... Uh, Starting out in Wexford and Hilton Head, that should be one where if I, you know, it's you always gotta you always gotta play well no matter who's in the who's in the tournament. Um, that's for sure. But if we play well, I feel like we should have a chance to contend in that event as well as our home event at the end of March. Um, and now uh, we have 21 teams coming to Furman, and I do feel like, especially on our home course, if we play well, we should be right right in the mix. And then uh, UNC's gonna be a terrific field. Um, we play that in the middle of March up in Chapel Hill. And then UNC Charlotte um, is also going to be an awfully strong field. It'll be right before Southern Conference event. And then the Pal- Palmetto USC Aiken would be our would be our other event. And that's at the beginning of March. I did not do this in, in chronological order here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but that's just a great old golf course um, and a good solid field. I think Clemson's there. Um, probably a little more top-heavy than the UNC field, which will be top to bottom, just awfully good, but also a strong field. So... It uh, you know, it's it's a nice, it's it's kind of nice to have a mixture of of some tournaments where you feel like if you play your best, you should be right in the mix, um, as well as testing yourself in, in some events that are, you know, have a lot of top fifty type teams. So we got it, we got a couple of each there, and then 
and then the conference tournament, which is for us, we're, we're normally a one bid league to go to the NCAA um, regionals. I think that's we're a strong mid major conference that could change kind of like it's kind of like basketball right now for the Southern Conference as well. But um, it's it normally comes down to that conference tournament for us in, in April. Um, so and that's going to be going to be competitive this year as well. East Tennessee State's got an got a great team and UNCG's won the last two years is um awfully strong again chattanooga is always strong so it's 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 good mid-major conference top to bottom final question for you as we get set to wrap it up uh in in year two do you do you feel like the 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 foundation has been laid and do you like the the direction that that this program is headed right now yeah absolutely yeah i truly do i think we have we have a, a nice mix right now of those, like I said, those older guys that are they're leading by example and, and their hard work. And, and we obviously have a bunch of young guys that are seeing seeing how they work and, and have a lot of talent. Um, and then, you know, I, I truly believe we're, we're building a culture and moving in the right direction for sure. And that's all we can do is just try to try to keep improving every year. Outstanding. Hey, Matt, man, thank you so much for spending some time with us. And uh, oh, you got it, Dan. Good luck as this fall or as this uh, spring season kicks off. Thanks. I appreciate it, Dan. Thank right, you. Thank you. And again, that was Matt Davidson, the men's golf coach at Furman. Thank you, Matt, for your time here on this week's edition of Furman Sports Weekly. That's going to wrap it up. This was Season two's episode uh, 19. Is that correct? Are we already 19 episodes into this year? We are 19 um, of these things. Time is flying by. Uh, the... Um, Thing I tell you at the end of every one of these uh, podcasts is the same. We'd love to hear from you. All you have to do is drop me an email at dan.scott at furman.edu. Dan.scott at furman.edu. Questions, comments, criticisms, interviews you'd like to see or hear, we'd love to hear from you. That'll do it for us. We'll have a new episode for you next week. We'll be uh, talking track and field and cross country with one of the best in the country. Robert Gary will be next week's guest. Until then, for all of us here at Furman, I'm Dan Scott saying God bless you. So long, everybody, and go Dins. Go Dins.